Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, and I'm here with my lovely wife, Shira. And we would like to thank you for checking out another episode of the Black Married and Debt Free podcast. Um, we're really excited to be here. Shira, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. You know, um, I've been going to the gym mm. lately. I was one of those folks that got a gym membership at the start of the year, and I'm really hoping to be consistent. I am a little sore right now, but I think that, that means I'm making progress and I'm doing something right. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's no pain, no gain. You know, that's what they say. But, yeah, Shira, I'm right there with you. Um, I'm kind of trying to get in a little bit of you know, a little bit better shape as we, you know, approach uh, 40. I think. Oh, I'm not 40 yet. You're not there. So I'm, I'm talking about me, you know, I'm making it personal, but yeah, I'm getting up there, man, late 30. So I want to get a little more healthy. So uh, I think we're going to motivate each other. Shira, so I think that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Well, Shira, I, I'm excited about today's episode, but before we get into that, we want to thank everyone who's been leaving us five star reviews on uh, this podcast. And mm-hmm. what you're doing is uh, you're helping us to trend, right? Because, Every time you leave a review, you make us more visible to others that may not know about what we're talking about here at Black Mary Dead Free. So we want to thank you and we want to encourage anyone who's left us a five star review up until this point. Please send us an email to blackmarrieddebtfree at gmail.com and just let us know, hey, I left the five star review and we will in turn reply with a link to our master class. Get out of debt and start building wealth. So if you want your free uh, masterclass, you might want to leave us a review. We really appreciate it. Yes. So, Shire, let's get right into it because we are hitting them hard with real estate topics this year. And I'm excited about that because I love me some real estate. So we've been interviewing, you know, million dollar investors, uh, world class real estate, you know, agents and brokers. And so we want to continue that momentum and talk about the importance of ownership within our community, right? Renting versus owning. We've touched on it before, but we're going to do a deep dive today. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, let's, let's, let's really talk about it, Shire, because I, we saw a statistic this week that showed that black home ownership is in, de, is in a decline that is less than, I, I, can you help me with it, Shire? I, it was <laughs> to levels not seen since the 1960s. And apparently in the 1960s, there were discriminatory laws on the books mm. and it was perfectly legal to discriminate against people of color. Yeah. So now all these years have passed and you know a lot of those laws have been 
abolished. Right. Um, but still, there's still some type of decline. There's still there. a decline, and of course, there's many reasons for that. Um, but one of the things that we want to talk about is uh, this new ideology this around yes, will. this narrative <laughs> around you know America being a nation of renters. We had that conversation before, mm-hmm. and um, we've just have been seeing a lot of articles just promoting promoting renting as the lifestyle. Right. And a lot of the writers of these articles are people are black. Yeah. And of course, we are not a monolithic group. Right. There are many opinions and ideas that should be explored. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I look at today's conversation as just a continuation I like of, that, I like that. of some of the things that we've read and maybe you've, you all have seen a continuation of the conversation around renting versus owning. Yeah. Now, there may be some pushback now. Now, come on now, Shire. Of uh, course, know. of course. But, but it's good. It's but healthy. I also think along the lines of this topic, there has been the question of whether a house is an asset mm. or is the house a liability. Mm. And I think a lot of that um, idea yeah. plays into this topic. And so we're just going to bring out a few of the key points in some of the articles yeah. um, that that um, we've seen over the last few weeks. I like that, Shia. And, and speaking to that, is your primary residence an asset or liability? We did a show about this, like, so Black Mary Dead Free Podcast has been around about, we've going on three years now. We did an episode about this years ago, and I think my philosophy has actually changed on, mm-hmm. on this topic. So this, I'm really excited to get into it. Mm-hmm. So we're going to kind of go through, Shire has her list, I have my list, of some of, the, some of the narratives out there that promote renting as opposed to ownership. And then we're going to kind of have a conversation about it. So mm-hmm. Shire, I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you uh, jump us off. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> So in one of the articles, it talked about uh, renting, helping you to build wealth. Right. So that is an Let's avenue that people can take. And so the idea was that, you know, a person could save a down payment mm-hmm. for a home. But instead of using that down payment to purchase a home, you would take that down payment and then you would invest that into the stock market. Um, the article also um created um, an estimate for maintenance um, that, you know, a homeowner would spend and they put that maintenance at around $333 per month. Mm. And so they said, well, if you take that $333 per month on top of your down payment over 30 years, that would grow to, you know, around 2 million, you know, in their particular example, I think their down payment was around 40, 41,000. Okay. And so, so, you know, I did the math and I, I fact checked their math and they were right. You know, they looked at a return rate of around 11%, which is generous, I think. Um, but, um, yeah, but that was the idea that instead of taking money and putting it in a down payment, you can invest it. And at the end of the road, you'd end up with a nice chunk of change. Right. So what's your thoughts on that? Well, I was waiting for you to throw me that alley-oop on this Uh-huh. One. Well, <clears throat> here's my thing, right? How, the average person in general, are they disciplined enough to say, hey, I know I'm renting, but if I were to buy, I'd need X amount for down payment. 
while I really don't need that because I'm renting, of course, I'll, I'll reiterate that while I, I don't need that down payment. I'm going to take the would be down payment and invest it in the stock market. Now, based on your, your, your strategy, if a person did that, kudos to them. But I want to ask you, the listener, how many people, you know, disciplined enough to do that? The beauty, the beauty of home ownership is it's passive, right? You're, you're, you buy a house, you're living in the house. You get a yearly tax deduction for uh, depreciation while your home increases in equity. If we look at the 100 year history. Oh, we haven't even got to that. We haven't even got there yet. I ain't even going to go there yet. But your money is growing in a passive way where it didn't really take much effort. You're living somewhere and you're gaining equity. So I, I, I want to push back against it because I just think it's a it's it's wishful thinking. That's 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 where that's where I'll end with that one. Shai, what are your thoughts on that one? Yeah, I mean, also it could be someone who's saving for a house and then they change their mind. I mean, that could happen too. Thank but you. that's just like, like when would that happen? Right. And I think you're right about the dis the discipline piece. And why would you sit on that amount of cash and not have it in the market? Right. But anywho, um, one of the things that I was um, thinking of is why how do i phrase this be careful of the this or Or that that. mentality like i'm gonna either invest in the market or i'm gonna get a house it's like like actually you can do both Mm -hmm. and when i looked at the breakdown of their numbers you know they were investing 333 dollars per month in the market that's reasonable for Mm -hmm. many people and it's like you if you have a home or you're buying a house and then you don't have $300 extra in your budget, then we call that being house, house poor. poor. And so we would definitely discourage you, you know, from being house poor mm-hmm. at the expense of just having a house. So really, I think the narrative, you know, we, I think we need to look at it like I can do this and I can do that. Yes. And that comes from what your mindset. Yes. You know, if you're filled with, you know, limiting beliefs or I can only, no, 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 no. There's a way. If you think there's a way, there's a way, Mm -hmm. you know, you'll figure it out. So, um, because it was $333 a month over a period of, of 30 years, I think if you were to own a home, you could cough that up. You can, you can, you can make it work. And and Shia, I'm sorry. Are you expecting your rent not to move in 30 years? Do you oh. know where rent will be in 30 years? Okay. I, and I think we, that's we a very, that exactly. <laughs> like that's a very valid point. And also you might need more money in retirement. If you don't have a mortgage, yes. if you're paying rent, you're going to need more money yes. than someone who actually owns their owns home. Owns their house by 30, year 30. But depending on what your taxes are, you know, in your area, but it's highly likely that, yeah, you're going to, you're going to need more. Yeah. So you're absolutely right about that. Well, let's move on to the next one, Shaka. I got, I got a whole bunch of more bullets in you the chamber. You're bubbling. Yeah. I got more, more bullets in the chamber. Let's okay. Go. So here's another one. We've all heard this one. Freedom to move. Mm. Freedom to move. Special, so. And I know we've talked about this, but they said this is one of the the benefits of renting. You can build wealth and you can move when your lease is up. Marcus. That's what they say. (laughs) Well, let me tell you, let me share a little story with you. Maybe some of you, you can relate. Have you ever been locked into a lease? Do you know what that feels like to know you have X amount of time on this home 
but you've you're mo- you're scheduled to move here and the dates just don't add up. Ever had to pay two rents or a rent and a mortgage? It's not very fun. Right. right. And so that doesn't feel like flexibility. Now, Shire, me and you have had the, been blessed to do we might be at seven, six or seven home transactions. That's purchase, selling. Um, when we the sale of a home, you can do that in as little as 15 days, depending on who's the buyer and at maximum 30, 45 days. I don't think it's you're not tied down just because you own a home. I, I don't understand why a home anchors you so much or why people feel that a home anchors you so much. Right. I, I don't know, but I, I think that that idea is pretty pervasive that mm-hmm. if you get a home, it's, it's like, it's finite. Like, it's, yes. you're like you're done. Like you're going to die here. Let me stop. Um, <laughs> no, real talk. Though. That's how they, that's the gas um, they get you with. But it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. You know, if you need to move, of course, we've talked about this before you can rent out your, your house. You can work with a property manager who can secure a tenant for you and you can move if you need to sell, you know, because there is a housing shortage. Mm-hmm. It's not in many places. It's not going to take you long no. to, um, to get an offer. So I wouldn't let the whole freedom thing, um, hinder you, you know, even if you're single and you don't have kids, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I can understand, you know, you have a family, you definitely feel more angry than someone with, without children who might desire flexibility. But I think that there is flexibility within home ownership. Yeah. You just, it just depends on your, um, your perspective. And I'm gonna leave it at this. Right? Let's keep it a thousand. Is the, are these people really traveling like that? Are they, are they jet know. setting? Are they, are they, you know what I mean? <laughs> I think that's just, it's just, it's a lot of talk, you know, for the gram. Right. Okay. Um, another, another, um, argument is that if you, um, buy a home, it takes time to build equity versus if you were to take Mm. your lump sum and put it in the market, you can start seeing growth right away. But if you're in a home, you're making payments. A lot of your payments are going towards interest Mm -hmm. and it'll Mm -hmm. take, you know, about seven to 10 years for you to make traction, in regards to equity. So that is one of the things that I read. Yeah. And I don't agree with that. Okay. You want me to continue? Okay. I, I don't agree with that. Um, well, I'll just use our example. You know, we purchased a home, our a primary residence mm-hmm. in 2020, and we put 20% down. Mm-hmm. So what that meant was the day that we moved into the home that we live in now, we walked in with equity. Mm-hmm. We walked in with 20% equity. And as we all know, this market has been going crazy. It's lit, y'all. It's and lit. Um, looking at the value of our house now, here we are, what, two years later, mm-hmm. um, we have like a quarter of a million dollars worth of equity mm-hmm. in this house that we didn't have when we first moved moved in here. So, so the idea that it takes time to build equity, when you're putting down 20%, which we do advocate for, you're walking in with equity. Yes. Um, do you have anything to add to that one? Yeah, Shire. So okay. for me, it goes back to the this or that, uh, you know, case that you stated. It doesn't have to be this or that. Right. So why is the only way I can grow money just in the in with the growth of my home? I can have my home growing in this pot and I can have my money growing in the market in this pot. You know, so I think finding a balance is key. That's what we do. We do real estate and we do 
we invest 40% of our income into the stock market, right? We're able to do both. We figured out a way to do both um, and have those things run parallel with each other. So I think if you believe you can do it, you can, you know, and I think, like you said, that's, that's a large part of it right there. Yeah. And so another argument was that the value of the home might not rise. So, so, so along the lines of, I was saying, well, our equity has grown. And Mm -hmm. if you own a home, you know, you're, you know, you have more equity in the house now than you probably have had in past years. Mm -hmm. You know, another argument was, well, it's not guaranteed to rise. We did see in the two thousands, you know, when the um, market crash happened, a lot of people lost lots of value Mm -hmm. in their home. And many people walked away from their home because they were underwater and didn't make sense. Um, to continue with the mortgage right. at that time. That's what a lot of people were thinking. Um, and so what's your, what's your thoughts on that? I, I think it's like, and me and you have kind of agreed, kind of disagreed on this in the past, but I think you're waiting for once in a quarter century or once in a couple decade scenarios and you're basing your philosophy on, well, it may, the market may crash when mm-hmm. this historically happens once every 25 30 years or who knows at or this who point. knows <laughs> when right and so a gentleman i heard say don't uh, wait to buy real estate buy real estate and wait and i think that we need to take on that philosophy it's like it's not to, to, to me it's just it's just not a really great argument uh, you know i just yeah, I, I mean, it's going to rise like it's going to rise. You look at the 100 year history and real estate rises now there it's going to rise more than it falls. Yeah, I'll, I'll, and, I'll leave it there. Right. And I think that for the argument of taking your down payment and putting it into the market. The same could be said about the market. You mm-hmm. said the home prices might not rise, but your money might not grow yeah. in the way that you want it to when it's in the market. So mm-hmm. I think that. Anytime you're dealing with finances, there's always a little bit of risk. Yes. But the risk can be calculated. Risk can be thoughtful. We can look at trends over time, mm-hmm. as, as you were referring to. Um, with housing, we look at trends over time, you know, also for, you know, investing into the stock market. Yeah. So I don't know if that's a very strong argument. Yeah. Um, but looking at the trends, historical norms, you know, time has shown that things will go up. Right. And right. costs. Um, another one is, you know, home maintenance. And then. Oh, let's talk about this. Yeah. One. OK. What you got? So what is the argument? Shy, that uh, the, the argument is take the money instead of paying for home. Take the money that you would spend on home maintenance and put that into an investment account. Right. So, uh, you know, I wanted to touch on this when you mentioned uh, that number on the first uh, point. But mm-hmm. I said, I'm going to wait because I want to push back that you're spending three hundred dollars a month on home maintenance. Market. I'm just gonna push back on that. Maybe they got someone to do their grass. You, you got a yard. Or... You're doing it. First of all, I you thought can it was buy... high too, though. Honestly, yeah. first of all, you can buy a lawnmower and cut your own yard. Okay, I've done that for years. But let's say you have the money, you have the disposable disposable income, and you don't have the time. Cool. A hundred dollars a month. You know, hundred fifty dollars a month max. I mean. Any more than that, and you're pretty much like you're paying too you're paying too much. But <laughs> I don't know where they got the three hundred dollars. It was yeah. like three hundred thirty. It was basically around four thousand a year. Yeah, and let's go here. Do you really think you're not paying for maintenance when you're renting? <laughs> you are. 
Trust me, we set rents for investment properties. We're not paying for anything. The person who is renting you your home is not in the red. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't. They be. shouldn't be in the red. <laughs> right. They're setting their rental price, considering all of that mm-hmm. maintenance to to common areas. If you live in an apartment, maintenance to your home. With us, we rent in the south. In the south, the the prince the the uh, mindset is the renter automatically does the upkeep. The upkeep. So there goes that argument right there. If you live in an area where even as a renter, you do maintenance, you're you're paying for it. So to elevate renting over owning because you're going to have to pay for maintenance, you're paying for maintenance in both scenarios. But here's the beauty. When you own the home, you're paying for your maintenance. When you don't own the home, you're paying for their maintenance. Yeah, to maintain their property that they own. That right. Yeah, I you know, and I'm sure that I've said this before, but everybody pays a mortgage. There we go. Everybody pays a mortgage. If you're buying a home, you're paying a mortgage. Right. Mortgage. If you're renting, you're paying a mortgage. Yes. You know, your your name's just not on the the title or right. on that deed or or what have you. Right. So everyone pays a mortgage. So that's kind of the lens that I, that I take. Yeah. Yeah. So to me that, that, and that's the one that kind of gets me the most because it's like, you don't, you don't have this extra saved money because you decided to rent as opposed to own. You're still paying for maintenance. You're still paying Mm -hmm. for a lot of the utilities, all that it is factored into the rent. I mean, right. And I, I do think that that amount for maintenance was a little bit high because I'm like, you can get some rocks. You know right. what I'm saying? Like you can go for what do they call it? A uh what is that called? Shire, a desert field. Yeah, the or, desert yeah, field, desert some landscape. sand, Come some fake grass. We got a lot of neighbors oh, yeah, with the fake yeah. grass. Mm-hmm. Um there so, are ways to keep your costs low right. so that you can take that maintenance money and yeah. put it towards um investing. Yeah. And then also I'm gonna I'm gonna backtrack a little bit mm-hmm. around the flexibility, um, being able to move. Well, I'm sure I mentioned this before, but that also ties into the the housing crisis. Mm-hmm. So just because you want to move doesn't mean that there's going to be a place that's affordable yeah. that, you know what I'm saying? Like there, yeah. there is a, a real housing shortage. So yeah. keep that in mind too. Um, yeah. I mean, this is, hopefully we're, hopefully we're shedding light on, on, on some of these narratives because, and, 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 and we didn't do this on the front end, but this is a disclaimer that there's nothing wrong with renting. Yes. Uh, many people rent because it's just really hard to get homes or they're, they're trying to, you know, save their down payment. What we want to push against is the narrative. We, we don't want you to be comfortable renting, right? We want you to have a mindset, a goal, uh, of owning at some point. I mean, we talked, we used the statistic earlier, about, you know, African Americans own more home homes and, and more real estate in, in the, the 1960s 60s than they do now. Right. When everybody's got money and everybody's right. an entrepreneur and getting the bag. Everybody's everybody. homes. Right. This is like, you know, for people that has been historically uh oppressed and couldn't own land and we should be trying to buy it all right, right. now. That should be the narrative. Right. And then also, you know, 
we all say we want our kids to do better than mm -hmm. what we've done. We mm -hmm. want our children to accomplish more than what we were able to accomplish and our grandchildren to do more. But in the black community, I kind of look at this statistic as a regression yeah. that we aren't doing as good yeah. as our parents or we aren't doing as good as our grandparents or our great grandparents. Yeah. And so these are important conversations to have because it makes me think of that study. Was it um, 2052? What, what year was I it? I want to say 2053. It was one of them years where they yeah. said that black wealth would fall to zero. Yeah. The median black household wealth of, of black people would fall to zero. And, and if you own a home, there's no way. Yeah. There's no way that that would happen. Yeah. It, it may have been 2030. I mean, I'm going to find this in the it. Let's find this because yeah. it was a 2035 or 2053. It was a three and a five in there where they, they said that black uh, median black net. What does it say? It's 2053. The, the uh, median wealth of a black family will hit zero by 2053. Mm -hmm. So I, that. Right. Look at that. Say it again, Shire. That, look, if you own a home, <laughs> how can your net worth be zero? There's no way. There's no way. And so look, 2053, who's thinking that far ahead wow. about black people to where they would put together this study before the pandemic, mm -hmm. before the pandemic to say that black wealth will fall to zero. And then you have these financial people saying, let's all become renters. If we keep uh, well, that's part of the problem. We'll get there. Yeah. 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 So it's dangerous. Um, language Isn't, to to, yes. to say because i get the premise of you can invest the money and such and so forth but like i said on the front end are we as historically in mass are we disciplined enough to do that you know no i, I, I mean i would say no i, and, I, I would say and no. it's not even about the discipline it's about is this a good idea yeah is this a good idea is this a limiting belief mm. that i'm allowing you know, to, to reign in, in my psyche mm -hmm. that, you know, I'll just save some money and put into the market. No, you can do both. You can do both. You, can do both, yeah. you know? And so I, 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 you know, when I think about that 2053 study, it just, it kind of gets me upset, yeah. you know? Um, she gets fired up y'all. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's funny because, yeah. you know, you see a lot of people get in the bag and you yeah. know, you go oh, on the, you season. go on the internet and you just think, you think that we just out here winning, mm -hmm. But when you really get to the core of basic things, you know, it's not there. Yeah. We're not owning as we should as yeah. a people. You know what I'm saying? Like, Absolutely. Keep going, Shire. Uh, I'm going to pull something up while, you, while you're doing that. But Oh, okay. Another thing that came up, we did an interview with the wealth educator yes. um, and his wife. And we didn't really just go into detail about this, but... Um, they had said that they relocated to a state that they felt they could thrive. Yes. That they could, you know, buy a home and, and thrive. And we didn't really stay on that, um, stay on that note when they said it. But I thought, how insightful mm -hmm. that you're thinking, okay, I'm educated. Where do I go to maximize my skills? Wow. Where can I go to maximize my resources? I think sometimes... You know, we, we feel stuck in our small towns or we feel I could just, all I could right. do is rent here. Oh yeah, here, but there's a whole world, yep. you know what I'm saying? And so, so it might require 
you to look outside, you know, of where, of where you currently live. You know what I'm saying? Like to just be open, be open and don't be stuck. Right. I think sometimes we get stuck, Yeah. you know, so don't get stuck, Yeah. you know, but be open and be thoughtful. But I just thought that that was really insightful and, and is, you know, relates to what we're talking about now. Well, absolutely. Sharon, like how you said, be flexible. One, I think that that's, that gets us a lot of times is not being flexible. And then mindset. Mindset is 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 key. With that said, Shia, I want to kind of switch gears because shout out to to uh, our good friend. We had her on the show. Uh, you know her as the key, key resource. resource. Um, Kendra Barnes, who uh, we had on our show. And she is writing a book called Get Your Acres. And this book is highlighting 25 investors. We happen to be one of them, which we're really excited about, uh, who are building wealth using or through real estate, right? Which is, it goes hand in hand with what you're talking about. Her book's going to be uh, available for pre-sale February 1st to start Black History Month. And we're super excited about that. We're excited to be a part of that. So we have the link to the book in the description. We want to encourage you to check this out because I think sometimes we need to reverse the narrative, right? We need to see people that look like us doing it. Yes. And you know what I mean? Because that could serve as a huge encouragement. So I'm really excited about this book and y- y- your boy and Shire, you know, we was, we, we was in, in the book. So we're truly excited about that. So right. check that out. The link. I, I think it will serve as motivation yeah. to hear the stories of how folks got started um, and some of their investing strategies. Um, She has folks with, you know, a lot of different experiences. So you'll see diversity in that. And then also folks that are kind of starting, you know, have been doing it for a long time. And so you'll see a vast array. Yeah. Um, And so I'm excited for it too. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm just excited about the narrative, man, because, we need to buy. We need to buy because you know what I'm also saying, Shar. We need to own, <laughs> not just buy, but own. I can buy. Yeah, because if we don't buy it, someone will. Someone will. Eyes, you see the eyes. You know what I mean by someone. Uh, but it will be bought up, you know. And so we want to be on the end of owning. We don't want to pay pay someone who's owning. We we want to be the owners. And so I'm preaching ownership in all things. So well, let me ask you yeah. this, Marcus. Like what? What can someone do if, you know, they're not at the point to where they can buy something now, but Mm -hmm. they want to do it, you know, in the future? Like, what's the best way to prepare yourself or what are your thoughts around that? Well, I I think one of the biggest things is. We talked about the mindset. Talked about the mindset. But we talked about the mindset. Consider flexibility. Consider maybe moving to another area where uh, you can take your your skill set or your career and move that you know a lot of we're we're very virtual and mobile now you may be able to use your skill set um that you used that you earn money with and move that somewhere where you can afford a home so i think that's one thing but you know just just stay away from the renting is the way narrative i think will help you mm-hmm. um I don't know. What, what do you think, Shire? What, what do you think of some other ways? Uh, well, I think, well, if the, get your credit together. Get your credit together. Because 
your that, credit yeah, score yeah. will pay into whether or not you'll actually qualify for a loan. Get your credit together for sure. Um, and then all and get your credit together. Keep your debt low mm-hmm. or pay it off if you can. Mm-hmm. Um, but keep your your debt to income ratio low. Yeah. And then think about ways to um, reduce expenses mm-hmm. or increase your income. Right. And so. That and, will look different for each person. Yeah. And then like uh, Tisha uh, said on our last podcast episode is keep your employment consistent, right? You're going to need at least two years. They're going to look at your W-2s. They, if there's a hole, they're going to, they're going to question you on it, you know? Mm-hmm. So make sure you're, uh, you've had at least two years of consistent employment. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think, you know, if you're not there, start now. Right. You know? And another thing that Tisha mentioned that she, I think she said she was telling her daughter to save your income tax return. Yes. So if you're actually getting a return, save it. Mm-hmm. And that really helped us to get our uh, first home, which was like a condo townhome. Yeah. And so that, that helped us a lot with, with the down payment at that particular time, we weren't able to put down um, 20%. Mm-hmm. I think we put down 3.5%. Right. Um, so that helped too. Yeah. So that's all we got for this one, uh, yes. everyone. We hope you yes. truly enjoyed it. Uh, we did. Uh, I had fun talking with you and hanging out with you, Shire. So yes. uh, any last thoughts, final thoughts, or we good to go? I think we're good to go. Yeah. But, you know, hang in there because everyone is at different yes. levels, you yes. know, in, in different parts of your journey. Some of us are further yeah. um, further ahead and some of us are, you know, um, are, are catching up or mm-hmm. working towards where we know we're going to be in the future. So yeah. just hang in there. I think the bottom line is to just be encouraged. Yes. And don't lose hope because when I, when I hear just be a renter and a lot of people aspire to home ownership – no, you hang on to that dream. Hang on to that, you man. hang on to that hope. You know, whatever that is, yeah. um, hang on to it. Yeah, I love that. Well, that's all for this episode. Uh, we're going to catch you guys on the next one. So, for Black Mary Dead Free, this is Marcus. And I'm here with my lovely wife, Shira. We're going to holler at y'all on the next one. Peace. Bye.